Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. We are so glad that you are here with us. Uh, We are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind every Monday and Thursday here on Homemaker Chic. I am your host, Shay Elliott of the blog and all the things Elliott Homestead, joined by Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, uh, all the things Parisian Farm Girl. Hello. Happy Thursday. Hello. 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 We've almost made it to the weekend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have a big day. I'm out of here. I'm going on a mom trip. So A mom trip? Where are you going? I am going to get my herded, and I'm going to go see my grandma, and I'm going to go to the flea market. All by yourself? Tout seul, as the French would say. Yes. That's amazing. It's amazing. I'll believe it when I'm out the driveway that it's really happening. I mean, I'll cry the whole, don't get me wrong, like I'll cry the whole way down the driveway, (laughs) but I'm very excited. Good. And you're on like what, Friday to Sunday? When are you coming Mm -hmm. back? Thursday afternoon to Sunday. Today to Sunday. Wow. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a big one. Uh Uh-huh. That's hilarious. Well. That'll be fun. You know, it's like I moved away, so I got to, like, go do the swoop. Like, I'm the Midwest mm-hmm. girl, so I got to, like, cut through all the states, come back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't wait to see my grandma. We're going to make applesauce. She's our oh. little family tradition. So, How fun. I texted my grandpa. He's 93. I'm like, I'm coming to see you. Oh. <laughs> I can't does he wait. text you back? He does. He's like, he just said, I can't wait. So. Oh. That's yeah. so sweet. Blessed. Are yep. you allowed to see him now? Uh, yeah, I gotta get okay. the nose swab. But okay, I don't really. That doesn't make me too happy. But I'll do anything for him. So yeah, stick it. Stick a Q-tip in my nose. I don't care. <laughs> stick a Q-tip in my eyes. Stick. It's really no big deal. It takes two minutes, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, and if it's nice, I'll bring him outside, mm-hmm. and maybe he can come. I mean, they they're separate, so maybe he mm-hmm. can come. He needs more care than my grandma does, so we'll see. Maybe we can all hang out together. That's mm-hmm. what we were we were able to do last time. I don't know with Michigan. Like, I don't know. Will I have to show papers to get into the state? I don't know at this point. I just – you never know I don't Michigan. know anything at this point. <laughs> I don't know anything at this point. Right. Um, okay. Well, we're just going to hang out together today. I hope we're just hanging out. We're going like, to hang out, but okay. – <laughs> I did ask over on Instagram for those of us who follow us, Homemaker Chic Podcast. Hello. Oh, did you ask a question? I do, do I because need to look? people get to weigh in on what episodes that they want to hear okay. or questions that they have. And we get a ton of messages, so we're not able to respond to each and every one. But when we, let's say, ask for um, a topic for an mm-hmm. episode, we do read through those because it's helpful for us to know, like, this is what you want to hear. Um I mean, this is homemaking is something that we could talk about always. It's never fully exhausted. And yet at the same time, we do end up repeating ourselves. (laughs) We do end up repeating ourselves, you know, yeah, for sure. But we've, you know, our our listenership continues to grow, praise God. And uh, so there's always new people coming into the fold that maybe haven't heard some of the things that we talk about. So I asked over on Instagram. Uh, what questions do you have for us? And the array of questions was quite astounding. Oh so I thought it I might don't know give us these. Maybe you should have let me know. <laughs> it might give us some good points to talk about today. Okay. So um, I thought we could just hang out and drink our sparkling water. And <laughs> I know. I'm gonna finish this before I'm I move on to the wine. Okay. Um. Yeah. And just relax before we start the the weekend of all of the things. I got to tell you, 
I am feeling my autumn oats. And I am not like a pumpkin Uh-oh. spice kind of I was going to say, you got your pumpkin spice? No. Did you see that Trey Kennedy video ever? This is oh, my fall song. Yes. Where he's frolicking around the road in a yellow hideous cardigan. <laughs> the Trey Kennedy videos about Hobby Lobby signs about do me in every time. The signs. The signs. It, it just kills me. It, he just, he's so funny. Yeah. He's so funny. Um, no, I'm just feeling like things have shifted on the farm. You know, we're about ready to bring the flock of sheep home and butcher our lambs. Sorry for people who that bothers, but that's what we do. <laughs> um, the cow is bred and and we've got ducks to butcher and everything has to come out of the garden in the next couple of weeks because we usually get our first frost somewhere around the first of October, the first week of October, mm-hmm. which means that things that are frost sensitive, <clears throat> like basil and okra uh, stuff, yeah. pip, all the peppers, like if it's still on there when it freezes, it's done. It's done. So it's just that like hauling time. And the house just smells like apples and pears because we've just got bins of them everywhere. And, yes. Oh, makes me so happy. My kitchen had that nasty like rotten grapefruit smell the other day. Oh, citrus. I hate that ammonia. No, it was tomatoes, but one had gone rotten in the I was making sun-dried, and one in the middle of the basket had given up the ghost. Ugh. Just had that, like, rotten produce is not a good smell. Ugh. It's just so bad. Yeah. My tomatoes. um, I shared a video of my market garden garden tour on YouTube a couple weeks ago, and we did, like, a drone shot and aerial view, and it's, like, all these normal beds, like, normal vegetables, and then there's, like, the tomato patch, and it's, like, seven times bigger than it's supposed to be and it's just Mm -hmm. sprawling over all the other beds once again i totally dropped the ball as a gardener and so now i gotta go dig in there and find out all the find all the good big green tomatoes that i can bring inside and get them to ripen over the next couple weeks and disappointed in myself Hmm. i had a good tomato year unbelievably here in no man's land um Mm -hmm. It was good. I had I staked them better, they would have yep. done even better. But yeah, they they did good. So I'm like, okay, yep, learned something. No, it was a great year. They just got way too big. Yeah, they they just got ahead of me. So, here well, we you're so hot. They were probably thrilled. Yeah, I mean, I can't garden when it's that hot. I'm too weak. Maybe some people can, but I mm-hmm. can't. It kills me. Too old for that. Hmm. Anyway, fun times. Good, yummy, delicious, beautiful harvest times here on the Elliott Homestead currently. Well, when we're done harvesting our food, then we get a good night's sleep on our American Blossom linens. Thank you so much to American Blossom for sponsoring season eight. This season is called Make Your Bed, and we titled it that because of everything that just falls under this concept of making your bed. When you make your bed, you're organized. When you make your bed, you care about yourself. When you make your bed, you're trying to create an aesthetically pleasing Mm -hmm. environment and so on and so forth. And our friends at American Blossom, who have been with us since day one, asked if they could sponsor this season. So they are the official exclusive sponsor of season eight. We love our American Blossom organic cotton linens made right here in America. No importing. No no big carbon footprint, as it were. No, That's your thing. And uh, you can enjoy 20% off as a homemaker chic listener. By visiting AmericanBlossomLinens.com and using our coupon code HomemakerChic20. Yes. Do that. Should we uh, enjoy a little glass of wine? 
bubbly or, or whatever it is that you have today. Um, I have an empty bottle here that I want to tell you about. Okay, well, I let's cue the wine music sparkling and then we'll water, dive but into yeah, these questions. You can just feel tired okay. for me. Here we go. This song gives me hope. Is that wrong? No, it's our version of the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> That's water she's drinking, ladies and it, gentlemen. By the way, as that I'm chugging. Oh. <laughs> that Angela is such a lush. Have you ever right? seen her drink out of a wine glass? It's water. <laughs> Believe okay, it or not, the, we what? do hydrate. We do. We just <laughs> talked about that on Monday. Yeah. Okay, so this is the wine segment. This is officially the wine segment. And it's where we talk about our other friends, our friends over at Dry Farm Wines. Dry Farm Wines is a wine uh, importer that has partnered with many small family farms around the world to bring you biodynamic, organic, no GMO, yeast, no added sugar, no added garbage wines. So when you drink Dry Farms, you're drinking a beautiful product made by produced on a small family farm and I mean small like some of these bottles Mm -hmm. that you're drinking only are like seven hectares of grapes they're very exclusive they are very um not sought after what's how am I trying to say this like dry farm doesn't even have an American wine bottle that they sell Mm -hmm. okay they are searching high and low for the the creme de la creme healthiest wine that you can drink you can drink Dry Farm with Homemaker Chic by visiting dryfarmwines.com forward slash Homemaker Chic. And uh, you can try three or six or nine or 12 bottles a month. You can just try them once or you can set up a monthly subscription. You can choose red and white, red or white, bubbly, rosé, whatever floats your boat. Um, but we invite you to drink Dry Farm Wines because as we talked about on Monday, we're making very intentional choices as homemakers to be healthy and fabulous and chic. And we don't want our wine to go ahead and undo all of that effort. I'm sorry. Nodding. While you were talking, all I could think about was that <laughs> Harry and Meghan picture. Shay, <laughs> you're going to have to wait, like get through the wine segment. <laughs> it just popped up into my head. What is it? It's the cover of a magazine, I, I know, Angela. I'm saying, make it go away. I thought I'm his saying. head was superimposed on her shoulder, like a little, like a puppet. I thought it was, well, like satire. her ornament, so. I okay, thought it was sorry. satire. Stop. <laughs> okay, say something while I look it up. I okay, it. Um, I texted it to you. I know. Um, Angela, what are you sipping? Oh, gee, thanks. I <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, you guys, know, we've said it before. So I'll say it again. You got to laugh or you'll cry. You got to laugh or you'll cry. Okay. It reminds me of the bizarre photograph of the president visiting the former president. When the Bidens went to visit the Carters, did you ever see that Mm-mm. photograph? You need to Google that. It's so weird. It looks like um like a circus mirror or something. The way they positioned them, obviously the Carters are elderly now. Yeah. They're, so they're smaller. And they've got uh, the president and the and the first lady positioned. It's so bizarre. It okay, is the I'll weirdest look it up. But photograph. First, hold it up so patrons can okay. see the the picture that we're talking about. So this is the cover of Time magazine. Is that what it is? Yeah. I, I genuinely thought they cut out his head in Photoshop and like put it on her like a spoof. And it's doesn't that what it looks like? <laughs> it's a. It's it looks a like very a very awkward photograph. It's awkward. 
yeah, it's it's no uh, good. It's <clears throat> awkward. Okay, I think I I wish I had a drink. It's it's <laughs> awkward. I can't. <laughs> a homemaker chic listener sent that to me. By the way. Okay. She's like, no, it gave me a good chuckle. If you guys need a good chuckle, go Google the cover of Time Magazine right now. Um, okay. So I've got some questions. Okay. I'm sorry. What are you sipping? <laughs> I don't. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, are we done with the wine segment? Okay. So this is what we had. I saved this bottle. We had it last weekend. This is a oh, Vouvray. Yeah. It's a Guilet um, yep. Brut. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, I've had I two bottles had... of that last week. I had two I... bottles of that. <laughs> So this is by Jean-Marc Guillet, and yeah, I wonder if I pronounce that L, Guillet. It's a Vouvray grape, Brut, Brut, uh, I, uh, yeah, extra. Delicious. It's, it's just really good. So I will read you this description. <laughs> Upfront flavors of white peaches with hints of freshly peeled almonds and white flowers, delicate and complex. Sweetness balanced by a good acidity with notes of ripe grapefruit, as well as intense fruity flavors reminding... Reminding, that's a typo. I didn't write this. Of exotic <laughs> fruits such as mango. At the right temperature, some mineral notes with a light smokiness enhance the complexity and elegance of the wine. Long and fresh aftertaste, leaving delicate tangerine flavors. I'm still just thinking about the picture. <laughs> well, you need to listen to my voice while you look at the picture because that's so kind soothing. of the vibe. So, the picture is getting like, so I am so important. Oh. Okay, yeah, there you go. Oh, oh, oh. Didn't I do an episode like that where I spoke like that for most of the episode? Yeah, you were just feeling your oats that day. Um, yeah. So this bottle that she's <laughs> holding is part of the bubbly pres- pre- I always say prescription. I know. And I it kind of is. <laughs> Subscription. So I get three bubbly bottles every month with my I bubbly subscription. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic, ladies. Give mm-hmm. it a whirl. Okay. <sighs> okay. Okay. This first question is too easy. I This is not fair. I don't know these questions. <laughs> I, in fairness, I haven't actually read them. <laughs> I read this one because it's my first okay. one I have pulled up. Question number one, Angela. <clears throat> oh, brother. Picking out art for your walls. Collage versus large paintings. Old versus new. Is it okay to mix? Yeah. Well, first, what you should do is visit shayelliot.com, obviously. <laughs> And Don't go- visit my magazine, my design <laughs> magazine. By all means, visit ShayElliot.com. Go to to buy the art, and then Angela Reed will teach we'll you how to collage how to it, it onto your walls. Boom. Boom. Um, uh, yeah. Mix. Are you kidding mix. me? Mix. Yeah. In fact, I think but- mixing is essential because I think you have to have new so that it doesn't feel bad grandma-ish. That's Angela's no. term. No, it's not my – no, I. there's actually a home featured in my magazine this month, uh, Melissa Parks. You can find her at McGillicuddy on Instagram. She's like a collector extraordinaire. And that's her term. That's bad her term. Grandma. She says bad granny. Yeah, bad and granny. And it's true. When it all gets like a little fuddy-duddy, it does – it has this bad granny vibe. Now, I think mixing new and old doesn't mean you go and buy a Target print and hang it next to like a great oil painting in a gold frame. Like there's a fine line. Sure. New and old. So my yeah. collage wall that I did, I have some of my still lifes, which are their mm-hmm. modern photography, but that's made to look in a traditional in this in the style and in the lighting and in the editing. Okay. And then I've also incorporated an, an original art piece uh, by an artist that I really love. And it's modern, it's new, it's bright and saturated. And then I have that next to tattered oil paintings of 
boats and flags and all kinds of things. Yeah, see, I would call that new and old. So I don't mean like a Hobby Lobby, like family is love sign next to an oil painting. I don't mean well, like that. Well, you're just talking more like good taste versus bad taste. Well, am I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Me? <laughs> oh, listen to this next one. Here we go. Okay. How do you do seasonal decor without making it look like Hobby Lobby throw up in your house? <laughs> Oh, I just got a text message because I made bread for the family before I left. It says the bread got fried. So no one no took, one it, took out it out of the oven. Well, there goes dinner. Great. That's just great. Okay, repeat that question. Okay, how I'm do you do seasonal devastated. decor without looking at making it look like Hobby Lobby threw up in your house? Um, okay, go get Angela's Design Magazine <laughs> and then go to ShayElliott.com and buy art for your walls. <laughs> Um, All you're trying to do is sell us stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm teasing. Um, I, I decorate uh, with uh, primarily with organic material and just uh, fabric for a seasonal. So, like, when I think about fall, I put out my flannel blankets, tasteful. They're, like, all vintage Pendleton ones that I find at antique stores. And then I literally will put out, like, a vase of pheasant feathers or pumpkins from the garden or cool pine cones or mossy twigs or like there's nothing Hobby Lobby about that and it basically costs no money. That's or even just decorating with dried sunflower Well, Pendleton vintage or, blankets are not, you know. But I mean, just teasing. you know. I'm teasing. Yeah. They come back every year. They but they last. They yeah. purchase. Yeah. But to me, that's how I sort of make the seasonal transition is I just mm-hmm. kind of look outside and try to bring the outside inside. Um, so I don't buy, for example like a felted pumpkin from Hobby Lobby. I just get a pumpkin. Mm -hmm. Go to the grocery store and get like a gourd, you know? Um, Yes. So I guess that would go under the umbrella of just like trying to find the real thing, not like a fake version of the thing. Right. I I do think that Target and Hobby Lobby and Home Goods, like you get in there and you're like, ooh, New stuff, mm-hmm. you know. You it yeah. is like a natural. They they know what they're doing. Oh yeah, they they absolutely know what they're doing. Try to use that just as inspiration. Like that's your cue. If you get excited, it's time to go home and play. Yeah, but you don't need to fill your cart with it. Yeah, if there's a few fabulous branches, maybe they've got some really cool faux pumpkin on a stick, you know, or or some pumpkin a on bag a of stick. pumpkin on a stick is this stupid cool flower thing that I've yet been able to grow. Trader Joe's carries them like near the checkout every year. They're a they're a thing. Never they're so cool looking. They're like so it's almost like a tomato like they're little pumpkins on a stick. Like Chinese pump- lanterns? No, they look like legit pumpkins. Okay. They are so freaking cool. I'll Google it later. Yeah. I'll Google it later. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, if you want to grab some a bag of pine cones or something that you're going to be able to use over and over again, a really good faux something, but you yep. don't need to get hot, caught up in – and they, it does. It gives you the vapors. You get yep. excited in those stores. You don't yep. need to get caught up in that. Maybe go back to the fabric section and get, you know, six yards of plaid or mm-hmm. a really cool orange something or other to drape somewhere. Yeah. But, yeah, Uh so one of the things that I do every yeah. year, too, when the seasons change is I always just go buy uh, fabric from Joann's and I make myself new little curtains for my kitchen. 
And it sounds yeah. complicated, but I le- I don't sew any seams. I don't do anything. I just cut it and then I clip it on. You know, I have little clips on my um, the cafe rod curtain clips. rod, like a cafe yeah. rod. Mm-hmm. And so I just put fresh fabric up and it feels fresh. It feels new. It completely changes the mood of the kitchen, but there's nothing cheesy about it. And yet yeah. it instantly gives it that, you know, winter or autumnal or spring. I always put out like fresh ones in the spring. And so those are a few ways. Yeah. I, uh. I remember the year we first moved here, I went to a resale shop and bought a huge plaid tablecloth mm-hmm. and I cut it up. I made little valances. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to change this up. And then last year, you know, I got that fabulous plaid yardage. I went a little crazy with that, but I do the same thing. Just um, bring in textiles that are different, mm-hmm. swap out a few pillows. Then you yep. know you're going to use them again next year. Pack them up in some tubs when the season is over. Yeah. Yeah. But- Okay. I say resist. 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 Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, what's inspiring you right now? Podcasts, books, films, etc. Well, hmm. I got one. Okay. Um, but um, disappointingly, you can't get it in the US. <laughs> um, there's a really great cookbook called Bon Coin. By Helma something. That is not what it's called, but <laughs> it is. Okay. Bon con. Like how, <laughs> how are we saying this? How do you say it? I know it's Go not ahead. that, but that's what it's spelled I'm like. Just teasing you. No, you were told to just keep up with that great French bon pronunciation. They love it. Bon <laughs> It looks like bon coin. Okay. Anyway, I believe it's au bon coin, but I bon coin, bon coin. But of course I it could is. be wrong. Get over yourself with this. Just trying to help a sister out. <laughs> and the French listeners, some of listeners us like to like, pronounce no, that is not how you say some it. Some of us like to pronounce all the letters in our words. <laughs> Otherwise, why even write them? Anyway, au bon, bon coin. Bon, bon <laughs> oh, bon coin. <laughs> anyway, no. Helma is a Helma. stylist. She's beautiful. I don't even remember how I came across her, but she wrote a cookbook. It's all in Dutch. I can't read any of it, but I'm slowly just learning the Dutch food words. I'm like, okay, well, this is obviously egg and this is obviously flour. And so I'm making mm-hmm. my way through it, but her photography is extraordinary. And I was able to get my hands on a coffee copy because I basically stalked her and I was like, please, I'll give you money. Please just send yeah. it to me. She's like, you know, it's not in English, right? I don't care. <laughs> She My also, girls are like, I can't read this. No, I know. Can I. I know. But the photography is great. It's very inspiring to me. And she also has um, a quarterly magazine called Sentimental Journey that she does with another designer that's absolutely fabulous that they do ship anywhere in the world. So that's a really fun, like, I mean, like coffee table. You don't throw mm-hmm. your copies of this magazine away. Right. It's right. beautiful. The photography is just extraordinary. And, you know, that's personal because what draws me to a magazine isn't going to necessarily be what draws somebody else to something. But as a photographer, I enjoy studying that. So that's kind of, I've been squatting there for quite a while. Yeah. (laughs) I I can't put the book down and I'll give a little insider tip. Helma, who wrote the book, she is um, a contributor to our next magazine. Totally. So that's amazing. Pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I'm trying not to fangirl about it, yeah. but I'm pretty geeked. Yeah. So, and she's so, you'll, one of the recipes will be in English. Yay. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Fabulous. Um, I will say too, uh, I kind of mentioned this on Monday, but 
got permission to speak more about it. Uh, there's that cookbook I was telling you about from my WAPF evangelist. Oh, it's yeah. called Restorative Traditions. And I the release date is very, very soon. You might even be able to pre-order it. But it's by Dr. Ashley Turner, and she's amazing. And okay. I'm going to eat it up. Because, I mean, I, I, you know, cook for a living. Like, this is what I do. And yet, mm-hmm. we all have to be inspired, regardless of what we're doing. And when I have somebody who's just, like, punching into the nutritional value of things, that does so much for me in the kitchen. Like, hey, yeah. it matters what you're feeding your kids and it matters how much fat they have and how much carbohydrates and here's how we're going to feed them when they're sick. Okay, we're not going to give them just popsicles. We're going right. to do this thing. And man, that kind of stuff makes me really hot. Okay. Well, I can't wait to read that. Yeah. Um, and I am... Um, this year, I've been very – I got a subscription to the UK's version of Country Living. Yes. I, I I just yes. love it. It comes – I'm like ah, – ah, 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 and I like run upstairs to the bathtub and I read the whole thing cover to cover. I love it. Mm-hmm. So that's been very inspiring for me this year mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's another one. Best advice for – well, everything. <laughs> a spin on what you wish you would have known. What's something you wish you would have known? What? Something you wish mm. you would have known. Um, mm. uh, <laughs> I think what I wish I would have known. I would that's have a huge, known. that's such a broad. I it mean, is. Like, that's very broad. Here's something okay. I'm learning. Okay. Uh, that wisdom is most important, more important than almost any other virtue. And it's something that's really has to be cultivated. And I've learned, Mm -hmm. I've kind of come to identify it in people and really recognize it as that when you don't just see people making an emotional reaction or an emotional argument or, Mm -hmm. I mean, but there's like layers of wisdom that come into play. Like that to me is something that I wish I would have been paying attention to for a much longer time because Mm -hmm. success, money, um, notoriety, like any of these things they really cannot hold a candle when you know a wise person and you see them function and you see how that affects their relationships, their job, their, you know, all their faith, all these things. To me, there's nothing more I would rather strive for. I mean, holiness, but, mm-hmm. you know, wisdom, Christian wisdom, that's un, that's inseparable from holiness. Right. So I wish I would have been, and I'm, Still not that great at it, but I'm trying. To seeing it in other people or to fostering it? To fostering it in myself. In yourself, yeah. And recognizing it so that I know what it Mm -hmm. looks like more and more and more. And to to do that, I have to like stay stay exposed to what it is and to that it's um, so important. Ecclesiastes, Proverbs, you know, those keeping those – Thoughts in the forefront. Yep. Big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. More wisdom, please. Um, what th- <laughs> this might may not be a good one. What theological topics do you guys disagree on? Uh I don't know if it there's I don't know if it's disagreement. I mean, I guess it's disagreement, but I don't <clears throat> but like I'm open to 
I'm open to it. Okay. okay. So we're co- both coming from different backgrounds as far as like infant baptism, say. Oh, sure. I know that for sure. Sure. Um, I, I like hear both sides and like, yeah, I just don't know. Yeah. Um, I heard a great sermon by um, Alistair Begg talking about it. He addressed it very tactfully within mm-hmm. the Reformed community. Sure. Um, yeah, and he's kind of an my... anomaly because he's Reformed, but he's also a Baptist. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. Yes. That was that. I think that he handled the topic really well. I listened to that a couple yeah. years ago. Um, I remember, I, like, I've changed since we've become friends. Like, I've my own spiritual journey has definitely changed. I've become more disillusioned with a, like a modern evangelical church. I didn't, and that started a long time ago and I didn't know how to label it as Mm -hmm. that. I was like, Mm -hmm. so I remember the first time when we were just long, probably six, seven years ago talking and you were kind of just like expressing your opinion. (laughs) Not very subtly, (laughs) not very subtly about modern worship. And I, at the time, like I had just got done being a modern worship leader and I was extremely like, I didn't say anything because we weren't, we weren't like friend friends. We were more like business associates, but I'm like, dang, what? she can just calm the hell down. I mean, it's just <laughs> some songs, like just calm down. Um, and maybe I wouldn't <laughs> express it as strongly as you, as you, even today as you did, but yeah, I that was a point where I was just like, okay, she just needs to chill. It's just a preference of hymns or hill songs or something, you know, and uh, I can't even listen no. to that sentence without my upper lip. Sweating. I know, I know, I know. And <laughs> sorry, yeah. people, but I know. Uh, well, if I only God would have given us songs for singing. Oh, wait, he did. He did. Um, yeah. But yes, um, also a little clarification, because I keep mm-hmm. getting some very, very sweet, heartfelt Catholic things in the mail. I am not Catholic for those of you <laughs> kind ladies well, who send me things. Um, but I, th- I think that what comes through is if you baptize I your think, babies, people have no other classification for it. They're just like, oh, she yeah. must be Catholic. But yeah. I also <clears throat> think that, like the Reformed Church and Catholics have much more in common sure. than the evangelical Protestant and Catholics. I so agree. I think when yes. when we talk... It's very easy for people to think that we're Catholic. Yeah, when you talk uh, like about most of my friends are Catholic. So. Yeah, when you talk about catechism <laughs> or yeah. anything like that, but um, yeah, no, not Catholic. Um, best I could sort of label it would just be a Reformed Presbyterian. So, if that answers anybody's questions on that. Yeah. We would like to thank American Blossom Linens for not only being our favorite linen company in the entire world, but also for sponsoring season eight, Make Your Bed of Homemaker Chic podcast. AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Use coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 to get 20% off of your new bed linens. As we head into fall, as we redress our beds, and as we celebrate this theme of making your bed even more beautiful, we want you to do so with American Blossom Linens. Whether you're looking for beautiful, modern vintage sheets to dress your bed, or a new duvet cover, or a new pillowcase, this is where you need to grow. This is the only 100% American-owned linen company in the entire United States. This is a family-owned company that's over 100 years old, sourcing the most beautiful Texas-grown cotton and weaving them into sheets that are made to last a lifetime. Visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com 
Use coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEAT20 for 20% off of your new bedding. We get asked a lot how we care for our skin and what kind of makeup we use, and the answer is simple. We use Tubes & Co. I want you to visit tubesandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKER. This is your one-stop shop for all things natural and organic. From face washings, you have to check out the charcoal bar, to glow serums, which is probably the most beautiful thing I've ever put on my face. Emily has created all kinds of wonderful products for you to utilize on your skin. So whether you're looking for a new foundation, a natural mascara, cruelty-free and additive-free lipsticks or blushes or eyeshadows, Tubes & Co. has what you need. Visit tubesandco.com. Make sure you also try the frankincense tallow balm while you're there and stock your bathroom and makeup case with pure, beautiful products from Tubes & Co. That's tubesandco.com, coupon code HOMEMAKER. We'd like to welcome House of Tokumen as a sponsor of the show. You can find them at hotrugs.net. If you are tired of throwing your money away on cheap rugs, that do not survive your lifestyle, then you need to dress your home in hand-woven rugs from House of Tokumen. Did you know these beautiful vintage handmade rugs are known to outlast their plastic counterparts by two decades? All of the House of Tokumen rugs are heirloom quality and made from the finest cottons and sheep's wool. Buy directly from their website and always enjoy free shipping in the continental U.S. or enjoy custom sourcing from a one-on-one buying experience. You are guaranteed a one-of-a-kind rug, no fake antique rugs, machine-made copies, or replicas. Shay and I love our rugs from House of Tokumen. We know that you will, too. Visit House of Tokumen at hotrugs.net. That's hotrugs.net, and dress your home in beautiful rugs. Visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com if you are craving design inspiration or looking to make your home as cozy and inviting as it can be this upcoming holiday season. That's oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com because Homemaker Chic listeners, I am inviting you to join my Old World Design Society. Start your subscription today with the brand new Harvest Holiday Edition now on sale. The Society is a place for individuals who cherish the elements and traditions of a bygone era. And as a subscriber, you will enjoy a quarterly, full-color magazine with no ads, access to the private design forum, and three old-world-inspired interior design classes taught by me. In the current magazine, we're visiting Stamford, England, looking at Italian Christmas traditions, ideas for your holiday tables, and a feature home of a collector extraordinaire that will blow your mind. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com to get your Harvest Holiday Edition print or digital shipped worldwide and access to all the perks of being a society member. Um, <clears throat> processed food guilty pleasure. Ooh. <laughs> well, I do drink copious amounts of habanero sauce. Like, I probably don't have a lower intestine. I'm probably so regular because I just consume massive massive amounts of green habanero sauce like i don't know if that's a processed food it is it's got to be processed it's got vinegar and salt and they just finally got rid of the food coloring last year um (laughs) but you know that el yucatan like green bottle you see in the mexican my friends think i'm a lunatic they're like what you're nuts what are you doing yeah uh so i do love that um if they didn't give me heart palpitations, I could just eat my weight in Cool Ranch Doritos. 
I love them. <laughs> um, but I don't eat them. Yeah. I just, I don't. Uh, you think of one and I'll think of another one because I'm sure I've got another one. Well, Are you saying, uh, do you have one? I don't even, I can't even see you eating that like junk food. Yeah, I don't, I doesn't tempt me. Like when you were pregnant, you didn't want it? When I was pregnant, I ate organic bean burritos. Yeah, I mean, I was pregnant, I ate like, organic burritos. <laughs> or cereal, like a organic cereal, which yeah. is crazily nothing. Um, <laughs> chips. I mean, I could just eat chips, chips until I died. I love chips so much. I have to be very careful about my portion because I just I'm salt like I'm never you could put me in front of a table of sweets and I could just ignore the whole thing does nothing for me so like candy bars anything like that Mm-mm. just doesn't do anything for me but like give me a french fry <laughs> french fries would probably be my guilty okay I can punish from a some specific vendor or no. just anywhere anywhere no I just if they're there I'll probably eat them you know something I love and Okay, this is really okay. I'm see. Mm. <laughs> when I'm pregnant, which I haven't been and never will be again, I haven't been in years and never will be again. But from this is from my like youth. Okay. I this is shameful. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Are you ready for this? Yes. I frigging love the Frito Lay cheese dip, like from the gas station. Oh, that looks like comes like in a cat food container. <laughs> And it can't be the just cheese. It has to be the spicy, the spicy one. Yeah, with Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, Angela. Oh, Angela. girl. Like just uh. yes. <laughs> no, but I, I've not, like I haven't eaten in forever. That and um, is this is get this is even worse. Are you ready? Long John Silver's. Don't I don't know what that is. I don't. I mean, I know no it's way. a seafood place, but no, I've got yeah. No it's like context. fried seafood. Okay. You've never had Long John Silver's? No. <sighs> That's weird. I don't think we have them here. Or maybe they're in like Seattle, but. They're like attached. Now they're like attached to a Taco Bell. Now they're like a twofer. Okay. I haven't yeah, seen but that. that. Okay. That would be like my um, get this baby out of me. Okay. Take me to Long John Silver's now. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't want that. I was like. That and margaritas and mole sauce. That's all I <laughs> ate my whole pregnancy. Yep. Margaritas? Mole. Yes. <laughs> Chips and salsa. But again, like yeah. I just find good ways to do that. I'm sorry. That's yeah, I'm yeah. kind of I don't do not anything like that, that now. One. But yeah. Yeah. I don't. That just doesn't interest me at all anymore. Uh, what are your kids' middle names? Ooh. Uh, top to bottom? Sure. Uh, Aiden Lloyd? Named after my uh, grandfather, Amelie um, Jolene, named after her daddy, and the Dolly Parton song, Jolene. <laughs> and Dolly Parton. Love that song. I love that song. Mm. It's a great song. Love it. Um, Juliet Elizabeth, uh, named after Laura Ingalls, middle name Elizabeth, but I do spell it the French way with an S. Um, Julian James. Uh, named after his other grandfather and the criminal Jesse. I knew James. it. I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. Yep. <laughs> Truth be told, Joel, that's Joel's dad. It's James. But I was like, yeah, well, I love me some Jesse James. So, <laughs> um, Julian, uh, okay. Anais Madeline. Uh, so, Madeline being the storybook character. Mm-hmm. 
and we spell it the French way, of course, maybe yes, sir. And uh, Joel Jr. So Joel Allen Reed. So he's straight up named after his dad. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't Go. know if I knew all those. Okay, I have. <clears throat> I'm gonna show my colors here. I have uh, Georgia Knox, named after John Knox, <laughs> the reformer. Yep. Uh, I have Owen Sean, so Owen named after John Owen, the Scottish reformer, and Sean, my dad's name. Then I have uh, Juliet Ruth, cool. named after the straight up Bible, Book of Ruth. Also, my um, best Bible character, aside from <laughs> Jesus and David. Yes. Also a family <laughs> I name. I love Ruth. Yeah. And then I have William mm-hmm. Luke. So William named after William Wallace and Luke named after um, the gospel of Luke. So. The physician. There you Fabulous. have it. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. And they all get called by oh. their middle names all the time. Yeah. Not even when they're mm-hmm. in trouble. I just enjoy. It's a mom thing. I love my special things. Yeah. Love. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't have the next one pulled up here talk amongst yourselves please i'm belching my uh carbonated water (laughs) while you do that that. Um, oh my goodness excuse me current failures in farming (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) it's not well this is small my kids it's not a failure it just is my kids brought a little chick they're like this chick won't eat it's like looks broken (laughs) yes and we can't fix it like They put it in a box. They tried to care for it. It will die. It will die. It died. That was just the other day. Uh, Oh, here's the failure. Uh, My milking parlor. So I milk my cow outside. But we have um, probably 30 some odd chickens, you know. And there's one little rooster that just does not do well in the chicken run with the big roos. We have two other big roosters. They just go after him. Well, this little rooster, he has his harem and they free range. And they think that uh, the stanchion that we built for milking in the winter is their perch. Oh, Angela. Shay. When chickens poop, it's like their insides come out. It looks like they have, it looks like they've pooped out insides. (laughs) So I, thankfully, it's, you know, not inclement weather and I can milk outside and for deer, she'll just stand there. She doesn't care. But once it's, you know, 17 below and swirling wind or even like October 17th, cold rain coming at me sideways. I need to be in the barn. I am going to have to chisel these mountains of chicken mared off this this stanchion. I'm not looking forward to it. I've got no water out there. So I'm going to be with a hose and buckets of hot water and soap and a chisel. And it's going to be great. I should make a YouTube video about it. (laughs) Kidding. So that's a fail. And be, and I can't put the chicken – he's Julian's rooster. It's like his baby. I can't put it in the run. Like I can't – I always say I'm going to do the great chicken roundup. I'm going to get my net. I'm going to get everybody. I'm going to clip their wings. I'm going to toss them in. Well, his name is Little Quack. Little Quack and his harem. Like what am I going to do? <laughs> am I going to put a sheet over the stanchion every night and then shake it out in the morning? It's a disaster. And I'm too sentimental to like ax the roo. You know, yeah, too nice. We've also had that exact situation happen. And what I found was spreading straw on the milking stanchion. Then you can like fork it off in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Could I? Yeah. 
could you just do that, please? <laughs> could I just Before do that? And milk? there's like 42 <laughs> other rafters in yeah. the barn. No. Why right above the stand? Come on. No. Yeah. Chickens. I have a very hate-filled relationship with my chickens currently. Mm. They got out. Um, I had this beautiful honeysuckle growing up trying to give them something nice. And it flopped their fence over so then they could jump over it. And so now I've just basically got all my chickens out. And they have oh. they have done so much destruction to my garden. It's monumental. I mean, I lost so much to them this year. And I finally told Stu, we, we just decided to build a chicken coop way far away from the house, as far away from the gardens on our property, basically, as you can get. Mm-hmm. It's 90% built. We're almost there. Um, and I just told him if anything jumps over this fence, which is eight feet high, we sunk 10 foot T posts, then did two strands of chicken wire that was four feet wide. So the whole fence is eight feet tall. The Jurassic Park I said, if theme anything plays gets, as you walk yes, by. Yes. If anything yeah. gets over this fence, I am shooting it. Yeah. I cannot sacrifice my crops for an egg. I can't do that. You must be a better woman than I, because if my chickens, they, they're far away. I mean, they're an acre away, you know, but in the past, I've had my gardens destroyed by chickens and I, I lose my mind. Yeah. Like, but when you can't do anything about it, it's like, you I can't, can't do go, anything about it. I can go build this new chicken coop by myself. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, ugh, ugh, chickens. <laughs> yeah. That's a, but we did have the success of a, a clutch hatched. So okay. even though we lost yeah. the little chick, we did get 13 chickens. I'm like, please be hens. Please be hens. Please They're be all roosters. They're always hens. all roosters. They're all roosters. <laughs> I'm sure. I have a lot of I'm roosters sure. to harvest right now. I mean, to, now is just not the time to be letting food go to waste. You know what I'm saying? No. So no. I've got probably 12 roosters I could butcher. That's a lot of chickens. I for the hate fridge. butchering chickens. I hate butchering chickens. Ducks, fine. But chickens just, ugh. The fat, I just don't. I don't, I don't enjoy like it. it. Mm-mm. I've thought about investing in one of those barrel pluckers because we used those the first few times that we did chickens, and it did help immensely to not have to pull all the feathers out by hands. They're, they're awesome. An, they're an investment, but I'm like, yeah. it's either that or I'm going to buy these things. I'm not going to raise them because I hate processing them. Yeah. <laughs> it, they're gross. Mm-hmm. Mostly because their poop is so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What about preserving food? Like, is this still something we're doing? How do we feel about all this? That was another question. Speaking Um, of. Yeah, I'm not doing fluff stuff this year because it is the, you know, this is the launch of a new business for me. So this was a business year for me. So I'm not doing like fluff. Like, I'm not just like experimenting with new jams and having fun that way. I'm doing the staples for me, which Mm -hmm. are sun-dried tomatoes. You know, I did my meats. Yeah. um, Pesto. Fermented salsa, mm-hmm. you know, just like very basic braiding my onions. Yep. In staple crops is what I call staple. Those. Yeah. Very staple. So potatoes, yeah. onions, potatoes, yeah, cabbages, sure. and mm-hmm. like frozen fruits or because what I decided this year was like, I'm gonna make jams in February when I have nothing to do. Making yeah. jams in July is not great for me. So no way. what I just did is got the fruit prepped and then put it in the freezer. Now I just can bring it out and do my jams a little bit later. Yeah, I don't I aside from the the staples, that pressure to do it at this time of year, it's just gotta go in the freezer. It's well like you said, it's in the middle of winter when you have time. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll talk more about this a little bit later, but I actually finally uh, pulled the trigger on a home freeze drying system because I genuinely do not like to can. <laughs> I don't like it. I like canning, but I don't like canning. If that makes sense. So mm-hmm. everything I put up this year was either frozen or dehydrated or fermented. So I just mm-hmm. fermented all the things instead of canning them. And that's great because that's way better for my gut biome anyway. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. The only water bath canning I do at this point is um, lemon curd, which I'm not, you know. Yeah. L- lemon curd and applesauce. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, food preservation is still a really big thing for me and just food production in general. I mm-hmm. went out the other night. Um, to pull some potatoes out because I was making a soup and I was harvesting potatoes and just grabbed some Swiss chard and grabbed some, um, oh, just some chives and some parsley Mm -hmm. and, you know, just a few things. And I was crying on my way to walking back into the house because harvesting potatoes is just the most humble and beautiful and wonderful task of homesteading to me. I find such joy in it. And I think it's because the potato is so humble. Mm-hmm. It's not the hot pepper. It's not. It's just like, would you like a little sustenance? You know, it's like a warm bowl of oatmeal. Like, I mm-hmm. got you this potato. It's so... I can't wait to see how mine did because I planted mine different this year. How did you They do? look like they're... Okay. I just, play, I just had Joel get the tractor and clean out the barns yeah. where the sheep and the goats are. And I just scooched it, scooched it. I I just planted in the bedding. Yeah. I just planted in the barn bedding. Yep. And I haven't touched them since. Yeah. Well, they it's going to be time to harvest pretty soon. I mean, I'm going to yeah. give mine till probably the first week of October and then they're all going to come out. So mm-hmm. they just have a little bit longer to grow. Um, I think food preservation is is super important. And just for the sense of if if not in any kind of like an alarmist or prepper mm-hmm. kind of a way, but just mm-hmm. in a like, hey, mom, you got to make supper. It's kind of nice to have things on hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about I think about my pantry and my freezer and my refrigerator. Like this is my grocery store. Yeah. And when I go to prepare a meal, I'm shopping. And that brings that's me how I treat my walk in. I'm like, this is my little store. <laughs> I stand there. I have a basket and I load up my basket. Yep. yep. Do you want some parts? I just pinned my menu in there the other day. Finally, mm-hmm. I know we talked about our menus a few weeks ago. So yeah. I find a lot of joy in that. Um, I'm all about it. I'll talk to you guys more about the freeze drying as it comes, because that's going to be a fun thing to develop. Yeah. Um, what, what do else? you say to family who don't understand or agree with your lifestyle choices? I would just even broaden that. Like, what do you say to people who don't understand or mm-hmm. agree with your lifestyle choices? Um, meat, homeschool, Christianity, etc. Uh, okay. Meat, like, whatever. (laughs) I'm eating my steak. Okay. (laughs) I don't, I don't even need to have that conversation. Like I, I have, I know people in my inner circle that have gone like vegan and they, they can't stay. And if you're listening and you're vegan and you can stay there, that's wonderful. Like that's, we talked Monday, like that's not good for me. Mm -hmm. I would die. Mm -hmm. Um, lifestyle choices. I kind of feel like I'm having the last laugh now these days 
But like when we first decided we were going to learn to homestead and we were going to leave the suburbs and people were like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. I think that's cool. But are you crazy? Mm -hmm. Uh, That looks like a lot of work. That looks like a lot of work is the main comment, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like the, the culture or maybe just attitude towards that in the last 20 months has shifted dramatically. Big time. Now people are like, oh, yeah. That's cool. That was kind of cool. Could you teach me how to do that? <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Homeschooling. Same. See, I don't – I I know everybody's personalities are different, so obviously I'm a little bit scrappy. So I've never really cared yeah. what people thought. And again, homeschooling, now last 20 months, hey, could you teach me how to do that? Mm-hmm. Or so – but I feel like – if I was going to tell a friend who was struggling with something like that, or they had, you know, negative input from friends and family, um, just be strong. You don't, you actually don't have to justify yourself to them. You don't, you don't owe them an explanation. You can tell them what you're doing out of excitement or like your passion for it at the moment, but, um, you don't have to defend yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. You'll probably lose anyways. Like mm-hmm. you, you actually don't have to have all the answers for why you're doing what you're doing. God's given you wisdom for your own family and he's given you the grace for your chapter of life. And like, you know what's best. Now you can quietly go home and you can ponder what other people have said. You can play, you can use it in your own mind or with your husband to play devil's advocate. Are we making wise decisions? But, um, Earlier, you talked about wisdom, Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important to have a filter, like whose opinions do you let in even to those conversations with your husband? There needs to be a really thick filter, and if if those opinions aren't coming from those people who you value and who you've seen make great decisions and they're just rock solid – like you don't even have to entertain them. You don't have to entertain them anyways, but if you're going to – be really careful about who's you do entertain. 100% agree. And also I would just add to that. I think with a maturity and with a wisdom does come this, um, peace with not feeling like you need to convince everyone to do the same thing you're doing. Yeah. So homeschooling is a, what we have chosen to do as a family or, Homesteading is what we've chosen to do as a family. That does not mean that homesteading is right for everybody. I don't Mm -hmm. think everybody is meant to do this. I don't think we're meant to be homogenous. We all get to make these personal decisions. And there was certainly Mm -hmm. a period of my life where um, I've heard it referred to in other contexts as the cage stage. Yeah. Meaning when you sort of convert, quote, to a a line of thinking about something, you should sort of be held in a cage for a little while until you can kind of emerge with a maturity about it and not feeling like you have to shove it down everybody's throat. And I Mm -hmm. think that's where a lot of the poor bad tastes get into people's mouth about any number of things. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, if we're a homeschooling family and and somebody says, oh, well, yeah, I heard you homeschool. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't put my kids in none of that, blah, 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 blah. It's like, how do you think that comes off to people? Mm-hmm. You know, you could just say, yeah, it's been working really great for us. And we've enjoyed this part of it or that part of it. So you can play off a, a lot of that. So um, there was another question I had. Oh, okay. Here's a fun one to wrap it up with. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> 
Okay. What are some tangible ways that you are both coping with the chaos of the world? I try my best not to let it seep into the walls of our home, but sometimes that's hard. Um, once I get past the aggressive memeing, <laughs> just kidding, but seriously, um, we're talking about cope, right? Coping. coping. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so one thing that I have just sort of had to settle in is that, and again, this is going to be y'all unapologetically from a Christian perspective and Christians yeah. will give you probably as many opinions as any other sample of people that you could ever take Christian. I've seen Christians react so differently. To the chaos, quote, the chaos in the oh, world. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't even know that this is like yes, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh on. this is yeah. Anyway, we're not in agreement on this, let's say. No. Okay. Um Christians aren't. Uh I cope with it by looking to scripture, which is where I find mm-hmm. my comfort, my truth. So mm-hmm. which basically tells me you are a sojourner in a foreign land you are in this mm-hmm. world you you are not of it um humanity the world is a fallen place you long for completeness you long for joy you long for these things those will be found ultimately in glory and your eyes can rest on the cross because your spiritual health your spiritual salvation is not up for negotiation that cannot be taken from you in any capacity ask any of the martyrs <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. They go to the grave holding on to their soul, holding on to that that spiritual assuredness of what happens to their soul when they die. And that is great because the circumstances can swirl and spiral and suffocate and it kind of doesn't matter. Because I think when when if you have a worldview that says, hey, this is your best life now. <laughs> you were YOLO. You were meant to be happy. <laughs> You were meant yeah. to be successful. You just have to work for these things and you can mm-hmm. get them. You just have to, you know, pull yourself up. And da- and that's just simply not true. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lie. Um, and it's a destructive lie because then when things happen, when outside circumstances happen, which they do and they have for all of history, your worldview collapses. Well, I thought if I just did this, well... That's not so, um, you know, I hold a strong belief in God's sovereignty, meaning he reigns over all things. He is in all things, through all things, God, for the purpose of being glorified in all things. Mm -hmm. And so when I take my eyes off that, I freak out. (laughs) It's easy to do. Very. When I put my eyes on that, it's like you could take me to the stake and I, you know, I have peace there. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that gets a little, it's easy when it's yourself. I think it's a little harder when it's your children. Because mm-hmm. you do get that parental grit. Yeah. Shall we say? Um, but ultimately, mm-hmm. that's where I rest. I rest in scripture. And if I'm freaking out, I just know I need to go and I need to pour into some um, scripture. And I, <laughs> I saw this really great meme. <laughs> it was <laughs> this guy in a, had another guy in a chokehold and he was really getting ready to body slam him. The guy being mm-hmm. body slammed, it was like, I'm supposed to be living my best life. And the guy who was body slamming him, it said the book of Job. <laughs> yeah, right. If you need some like assurance, go read the book of Job. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, there's so much. <laughs> look, I mean, the yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do my best here. There's so much about all of this that that people act like we have control, like, oh, we'll get a control on a virus really because we've never been able to do that. And, oh, we'll control the climate really because really <laughs> the climate I mean, just all these things that we're like bombarded with every day that we need. We're being told if 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 we do X, Y, Z, we can get control on this. And that's where this scripture comes in for me is like, no, obviously in other ways, but I can't control this. Right. I am not guaranteed my best life. I can't control this. Now, she did say coping. So I'm going to (laughs) switch this to a lighter, a light. I'm going to go light. here. Sorry. Satire. Satire <laughs> is how I cope. Okay. Is I that healthy? Are, it is. It is friggin' therapeutic. Our family reads satire every day. We wait for the latest articles to come out. We laugh. They poke fun at everyone. Nobody's off limits. You have it to brings laugh. us so much joy and comic relief. If you would like to know where I find that satire, I find it at the Babylon Bee, <laughs> which is getting a lot more press these days because they are on point. <laughs> on point. Listen, follow them on Instagram. Go to the website. Read the articles. Like, don't just look at the meme or the caption or the hysterically photoshopped picture, but read the entire articles. They are genius. Yeah. And I, like I said, nobody's off limits. Uh, satire is how I am yeah. hoping. Um, yeah. I will let's end the, our time is up, but let's end with this little meme okay. that I think kind of wraps that all up in I'm a nice have little to order package. pizzas since the bread burned. So <laughs> there's a um great meme that I saw of a guy mowing his lawn. Beautiful green lawn. He's in his okay. flannel shirt mowing his lawn. In the back, you can see over his fence line is a gigantic tornado. Okay. Okay. And it says, Me carrying on with my life. <laughs> um, and it was basically being like, leave the things that are not yours to de- deal with, like me carrying mm-hmm. on with the duties that God has given me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I can't control any of that outside world stuff, but I can sure as heck control the four walls of this house. I can make my bed. I can make my bed. <laughs> Wrap it up. There we go. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was fun. Ladies, thanks for that joining us today. Again, a huge thank you to our patrons who do keep Homemaker Chic on the air. We would love for you to visit patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. If you would like to show some support to the podcast that way, get video forms of the podcast. If you want to see our faces, I do miss the days of doing this in my pajamas with no makeup. Alas, here we are. Um, But a huge thank you to all our patrons. We love you. And of course, make sure you visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HomemakerChic20 so that you can make your bed in style and carry on with the tasks that you have in front of you today. Yes. And I'll just say it because we talked about it. Go to ShayElliott.com, get a beautiful piece of art, and then go to Parisian Farm. What is it? I don't even know my own website. Oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Get the new magazine so you can learn how to hang up that art and use it tastefully in your home. Yep. Another great way you can show support to these uh, two creators. Yes. Uh, It's the weekend. We did it. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. (laughs) Yes, and amen. (laughs) We'll see you guys Monday. Cheers. Cheers.